So good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is for me 6.40 in the morning. Adjust it for your time zone. If you ever miss any of these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud and look for Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and put in TR90 and these calls will pop up. They're archived eight plus years. And recently he started adding the actual topic as well as the speakers so that if you miss one that you particularly want that a speaker has talked about, then you can actually pick that up. You might be able to find it on whatever podcast service you might listen to as well. With that being said, I am Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. For those of you that don't know who I am, I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and um, exercise since I had grandparents that had, didn't live such long, healthy lives, and I didn't want to travel down the paths that they traveled down as they got older. And I came into the Tier 90 program when it first started from the R90 program, which was the one that was immediately preceding this one. And... R90 was great, but the TR90 program actually worked better for me because with the addition of the supplements, it just made a huge difference in um, how my body looked and felt. So, because I was able to not only keep the muscle mass that I already had, but I was able to reduce the excess fat that was outlining my whole body because I lost 20 body inches in that. So when we're talking about this as a lifestyle change, it's a lifestyle change. You're not going by weight, but by um, body mass and uh, the amount of fat that you have on your body. So the TR90 program in a nutshell is, it is one really lean, clean meal a day, um, one, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, making sure to get seven-plus servings of fruits and vegetables in, that, in those meals and snacks, drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is that you need to have at least two ounces, one ounce for every two pounds that you weigh. Sorry, I almost doubled that, and that or quadrupled that, and that would not have been good. So it's one ounce for every two pounds that you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, at a minimum, you should be drinking 150 ounces of water. And drinking that water will uh, clear out toxins, uh, help you sleep better at night. It does a multitude of things. If you are in a very humid area or if you're in exercising moderately to heavily, you may need to increase that in order to stay hydrated. If you think you're hungry when you, you're you going through your day, probably it is dehydration and you're already dehydrated. So good good chance to at least drink eight ounces of water, see, wait a few minutes, see how you feel, and then grab that snack or meal that is up and coming if that's where you're at in your day. Getting plenty of rest, seven to eight hours of rest nightly is a good thing. It helps your body reset. It does several things on multiple levels. So 
and it can stop you from actually losing some of that excess fat and helping to build the lean um, muscle mass that we're looking for. I just had a thought and it just slipped through my mind. Um, taking those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible, that means that they're on board in your system when the food and nutrition hits your stomach, so that it's optimal. But if you're not able to do that, do take it with your meal because take, it's better to get it with your meals than not to get it at all. And I was a good case study for that because as a teacher, I'm not always able to take it 20 minutes before the lunchtime because of how my lunch my schedule is, and that's just how that kind of works out. So do take it with your meals. If, it, if you can't, take it 15 to 20 minutes before. Exercise, you should be getting 30 minutes, five days a week of moderate to heavy exercise. If you're just starting out exercising, start just by walking. Even if you start out with a half a block and just slowly increase it until you're walking 30, 35 minutes a day. It's really good for you. The older we get, we need to actually do some warm-ups. So you might start out walking a little bit slower and then pick up the pace partway through and make sure to do a good cool down and possibly stretching so that you're not cramping up and um, having some after effects at the end of that. With that being said, I'm always looking for information to share with you that will help supplement that TR90 lifestyle. And today I'm sharing some information about osteoporosis and how to avoid it out of a book that's called Superfoods, Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And although this book was published in 2006, the information that they have in it is just, it's, it's so phenomenal that much of it is still very relevant. And so that's why I'm always sharing stuff in it as I come across it. So we think of our bones as the scaffolding for our bodies. For certain, from certain standpoints, this is correct. Our bones are the rigid framework that supports our muscles and soft tissue. But there is a dramatic difference between our bones and a steel scaffold. Our bones are living tissue in a constant state of flux. Bones constantly break down and build up. Indeed, as far as your bones are concerned, you're not the person you were 10 years ago. The adult skeleton is replaced about every decade. Bones are also porous. They actually consist of a flexible, porous framework of a protein substance called are known as collagen, plus a lot of calcium phosphate that serves as a mineral filler. Here are two of the most important things to know about your bones. First, they're in a constant state of rebuilding. Today's diet and exercise is, are creating tomorrow's bones. Second, we are facing a health crisis because as many of us tend to live longer, our bones abused by poor diet and lack of exercise, aren't up to the task of supporting us in old age. The result, the estimated risk of lifetime fracture exceeds 40% for women and 13% for men. That's 40% for women, 
and 13% for men. And approximately 10 million Americans are currently diagnosed with osteoporosis, and perhaps more alarming, 18 million are at risk because of low bone mass. Osteoporosis, or porous bone, as it's apt, is aptly named. If you could see an x-ray of an osteoporotic bone, it would look like Swiss cheese. As you might imagine, when bones become porous, they lose strength. The, greater, the great danger here is a fracture. A young person with strong, resilient bones who experiences a simple break or fracture will heal fairly quickly. An older person who experiences a hip fracture, which is a common occurrence among seniors with osteoporosis, can find that he or she has crossed the threshold into disability and worse. For too many older people, a hip fracture can be the cause of a nursing home confinement and subsequent immobility and decline. Indeed, in the elderly, hip fractures are associated with more with mortality of over 20% of the cases. When you realize that 350,000 hip fractures are reported annually, so that's 350,000, this number is likely to rise as the number of people over 65 increases. And you can see that osteoporosis is a significant health issue. While genetics play a role in the development of osteoporosis, there is a lot you can do now to improve your chances of having a strong, flexible skeleton in old age. You can boost your calcium and vitamin D intake. Calcium is a mineral used in a wide variety of bodily functions. If you're not getting sufficient calcium from your diet, your body will begin to break down the calcium in your bones to use it elsewhere. Vitamin D helps your body both to absorb the calcium and deposit it in the bones. Many studies have demonstrated that, an, that the adequate amounts of both calcium and vitamin D will improve bone mineral density. In 1997, for example, researchers found that men and women who were given calcium and vitamin D rather than a placebo enjoyed higher bone density and fewer fractures. Most of us don't get enough calcium in our diets. The typical woman consumes about 8,000 milligrams of calcium daily from food and supplements, but the recommended level is 1,000 milligrams to 1,200 milligrams daily for women over 50 years of age. This is of particular concern when you realize the negative balance is only 50 to 100 milligrams a day and over a period of time is enough to result in osteoporosis. The best sources of calcium are low-fat, non-dairy products like yogurt, as well as fortified soy milk, soy foods, cereals, sardines, canned wild Alaskan salmon with the bones, broccoli, collards, kale, and calcium-fortified orange juice. Adequate vitamin intake is important to preserve bone strength, and our skin actually makes vitamin D when it's exposed to ultraviolet rays of the sun. Unfortunately, many of us do not get sufficient vitamin D from either sunlight or dietary sources. 
so it may be important to consider adding a supplement to your diet. Resistance exercise plays an important role in preserving bone strength. Resistance training and weight-bearing exercises like walking stimulate new bone formation. Include this type of exercise into your routine two to three times weekly. Vitamin K. Vitamin K is recognized as an important player in the promotion of bone strength. One recent study in the Netherlands emphasized the importance Okay, we have lost Susan, and it didn't sound like the end of the call. Hey, she's back. Great. 